Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is live coverage from ABC News. Here's ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan. Congress is preparing to hand President Trump the first major legislative victory of his administration on day number 333. It's a $1.5 trillion tax cut plan that's called variously a job generated by Republicans. Democrats call it a giveaway to the rich. The measure passed the House along party lines yesterday and then passed the Senate overnight. But a procedural issue has the House back in session today to take up the matter. Once again, they'll have to re-vote. The president already has celebrated first on Twitter, and now he's celebrated in person as well, commenting just a short time ago in the cabinet room. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate everybody being here, cabinet meeting. And this looks like it will probably be our last cabinet meeting until the new year. But who knows? You never know what happens with cabinet meetings. We've had some really great and productive ones, and this will be one of celebration because of what took place last night. We had a historic victory for the American people. It'll go through final passage today in the House. Then uh, the congressmen and women and the Senate will be coming over, the Republican Senate. Unfortunately, uh, the Democrats don't like to see tax cutting. They like to see tax increases. Uh, and they like to complain. But they don't get it done, unfortunately. But they complain a lot. So uh, we're going to have the Republican senators come over. We're going to have the Republican members of the House come over. We're going to have a news conference. And uh, people are starting to see how great this historic victory was the passage of the massive tax cuts and reform. It's uh, a lot of reform in there, but the tax cuts supersede. And I said very specifically, use the word tax cuts. You know, for 34 years, they've been trying to do this, and they haven't. And they use the word reform. Well, there is reform, but I said we're going to be talking about tax cuts. The heart of our bill is a tremendous amount of relief for the middle class, including a doubling of the child tax credit and a nearly doubling of the standard deduction. That's going to be tremendous for people. They're going to start seeing the results in February. This bill means more take-home pay. It will be an incredible Christmas gift for hardworking Americans. I said I wanted to have it done before Christmas. We got it done. Uh, I want to thank all of the leaders. I want to thank Mitch McConnell. I want to thank Paul Ryan uh, and so many other people. And we'll go through the official ceremony in a little while when they come over to the White House. But uh, you've had uh, we've, we have a tremendous amount of talent in the House, a tremendous amount of talent in the Senate. I can tell you that. And they love this country. The bill also includes a new family tax credit for dependents. It makes the vast majority of family farms and small businesses exempt from the estate tax. The estate tax was killing the farmers. They were forced to sell farms at bargain basement prices. They don't have to do that anymore. And it brings overseas corporate profits back to the United States. Our plan also lowers the tax on American business from 35% all the way down to 21%. That's probably the biggest 
factor in this plan. We've become competitive all over the world. Our companies won't be leaving our country any longer because our tax burden is so high, because now we're down toward the lower end of the spectrum as opposed to being the highest. We were the highest. And uh, it's really, above all else, it's a jobs bill because these corporations that are already coming into the country, but they're going to start pouring into the country. It's about jobs, and they're going to build some really great companies and a lot of jobs. We've already created over 2 million jobs since the election. The stock market, as you see, it's at an all-time high yet again. I think that's 86 times since I got elected. 86 times we're at an all-time high. Unemployment is at a 17-year low. Uh, we've liberated the American economy from Washington overreach, cutting 22 regulations for every one new regulation, the most in history by far. We've cut hundreds and hundreds of regulations, allowing people to have their businesses, work their businesses, and hire people. And we still have plenty of regulation. Don't worry. We have plenty of regulation. Regulation is not the worst thing. But overregulation is uh, was stifling in our country. Couldn't do anything. We've unleashed U.S. military might on ISIS, and today, the coalition to defeat ISIS has recaptured nearly 100 percent of the territory once held by the terrorists in Iraq and Syria. We're close to 100 percent. We'll be finished pretty soon with the ISIS situation in those two countries, and we're making it very difficult for them to come here. Believe me, we're. Uh, we're fighting that very hard, homeland security and our great military. We're restoring immigration enforcement at levels that our country has never seen before and taking the fight to the criminal gangs like MS-13, where we're decimating those animals. They're animals. What they do is horrible, horrible. And we're making the immigration system work for Americans, but we're cleaning out towns of those MS-13 gangsters. That's why we're calling on Congress to fund the border wall, which we're getting very close to. We're working on that. We have a great wall. We put up, as you know, six different uh, varieties of wall. Uh, we want to be able to see through. We have a lot of uh, help from the Border Patrol and from the ICE agents. We're getting their input on the wall because uh, they — who knows better than them? But we want vision. We want to be able to see through who's on the other side of the wall. And we have some wonderful uh, — prototypes that have been put up. And uh, I may be going there very shortly to look at them in their final form. And we'll be building the wall and we'll be doing lots of other things. Uh, we will very importantly uh, be funding and closing the loopholes that undermine our enforcement. And we will get rid of chain migration and the visa lottery program. We have a lottery program where we take in a lottery people from other countries. In some places, we are bringing in some very bad, bad people. And through chain migration and through the lottery, the, the man that ran over people on the West Side Highway in Manhattan a month ago, two months ago, uh, he came in through the visa lottery. <clears throat> we don't want this group of people anymore. People met him in the neighborhood. They all said he was horrible, nasty, mean. Wouldn't talk to people. They, they could see it coming. They could actually see it coming. When they went back to his area where he lived, they could see it coming. They said, what's he doing here? Well, when we take people to the lottery, they're not putting their best people in the lottery. It's common sense. They're not saying, oh, let's take our best people and let's put them into the lottery so that we can send them over to the United States. No, they put their worst people into the lottery. 
And that's what we get in many cases. So that's not going to be happening anymore. We're going to end it. So we're ending the lottery. We're ending the chain migration, where in his case, they say he might have had up to 24 people come in with him indirectly. Aunts, uncles, cousins, grandfathers, grandmothers. And they come in because one guy gets in, then you bring the whole family. And uh, not a lot of jobs there either, I want to tell you. Not a lot of working jobs. We're rebuilding our nation, we're rebuilding our confidence, and we're standing in the world as a different country. We're being respected again. Today, the entire world can see that America is coming back, and America is coming back rapidly and strongly. They see that with what's going on economically. This is even before the tax, the tax cuts have been approved. And I have to say that a lot of people thought the tax cuts have been approved. I heard a couple of our folks, Steve and Gary, and a few others uh, this morning, and they're thinking that the market hasn't fully digested what they've got here. I, I don't think the market's even begun to realize how good these are, like, for instance, full expensing and other things. We have things in there that are so incredible. One of the great things is bringing back perhaps $4 trillion back into our country. $4 trillion of money that we couldn't get back because of our tax code and because of regulation. We were unable. That money now can flow back into our country and produce jobs and go into our companies where they want to spend it. They want to spend the money here. They weren't allowed to. Americans are filled with excitement for the future, optimism like they haven't seen. You've seen all the charts and enthusiasm for the incredible possibilities that lie ahead for our country. At this wonderful time, it's a blessed season. We have a blessed country. We're renewing our bonds of loyalty to each other and to this nation. This nation is a nation with tremendous spirit again. You see that. Housing confidence is the highest it's been in many years. Just came out. Uh, manufacturing the highest level of confidence they've had since they started doing it many years ago. Uh, and business, it has the highest level of confidence. So uh, we're doing a lot of things. So we'll be meeting again. The Cabinet will be me meeting again shortly. Uh, but we have done a job like no administration has done. We get the final passage, and we are waiting for that final passage. As you know, we do have to go through one more vote in the House, and that's being done virtually as we speak. So when that's done, you add all of that to what we've done in terms of regulatory, in terms of military. Uh, we've, uh, as you know, we're going $700 billion for military. We're rebuilding our military. We cannot have a weak military in this time and age. Uh, so we're rebuilding our military. But when you add it all up together, and then you add two things, the individual mandate is being repealed. When the individual mandate is being repealed, that means Obamacare is being repealed because they get their money from the individual <coughs> mandate. So the individual mandate is being repealed. So in this bill, not only do we have massive tax cuts and tax reform, we have essentially repealed Obamacare, and we'll come up with something that will be much better whether it's uh, block grants or whether it's taking what we have and doing something <clears throat> terrific. But Obamacare has been repealed in this bill. We didn't want to bring it up. I told people specifically, be quiet with the fake news media because I don't want them talking too much about it because I didn't know how people would. But now that it's approved, I can say the individual mandate on health care, 
where you had to pay not to have insurance. Okay, think of that one. You pay not to have insurance. The individual mandate has been repealed. The other one is uh, Enwar. So a friend of mine who was in the oil business said, I can't believe it, Enwar. They've been trying to get it for 40 years. 40 years, and I didn't know that. We have Enwar. We're going to start drilling in Enwar, one of the largest oil reserves in the world that for 40 years this country was unable to touch. That by itself would be a massive bill. It'll be one of our biggest, uh, one of our biggest uh, oil reserves. It's one of the biggest in the world. Puts us at a level that we're not even at now, and we're doing very well in terms of, as you know, uh, energy. But Anwar by itself would be a big bill. But that's when it hit me, when he said, you know, they've been trying to get that, the Bushes, everybody, all the way back to Reagan. Reagan tried to get it. Bush tried to get it. Everybody tried to get it. They couldn't get it passed. That just happens to be here. And we did that at the request of the two great senators from the state of Alaska, which is a very special place. But I will tell you, Anwar is a big, big deal. It's not ever mentioned by the press, and that was fine until now. Now you can mention it. So we're going to have uh, tremendous energy coming out of that part of the world, and people have wanted to do it for 40 years. So with that, I'm going to ask uh, Ben Carson, and you can stay if you want it, because you need the prayer more than I do, I think. You may be the only ones. Maybe a good, solid prayer, and they'll be honest, Ben. Is that possible? So Ben will ask you to say grace. Thank you. Our kind Father in heaven, we're so thankful for the opportunities and the freedom that you've granted us in this country. We thank you for the president and for cabinet members who are courageous, who are willing to face the winds of controversy in order to provide a better future for those who come behind us. We're thankful for the unity in Congress that has presented an opportunity for our economy to expand so that we can fight the corrosive debt that has been destroying our future. And we hope that that unity will spread even beyond party lines so that people recognize that we have a nation that is worth saving and recognize that nations divided against themselves cannot stand. In this time of discord, distrust, and dishonesty, we ask that you would give us a spirit of gratitude, compassion, and common sense, and give us the wisdom to be able to guide this great nation in the future we ask in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Ben. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Mike, would you like to say a few words? Well, I, I appreciate it, Mr. President. As I, I told you last night, uh, shortly after the Senate vote, uh, I know I speak on behalf of the entire Cabinet and of millions of Americans when I say congratulations and thank you. Thank you for seeing uh, through the course of this year uh, an agenda that, that truly is restoring this country. You, you described it very well, Mr. President. From the outset of this administration, we've been rebuilding our military, putting the safety and security of the American people first. You've restored American credibility on the world stage. We're, we're standing with our allies. We're standing up to our enemies. But you promised uh, economic renewal at home. 
you said we could make this economy great again. Uh, and you promised to roll back regulations. And you signed more bills uh, rolling back federal red tape than any president in American history. You've unleashed American energy. You've, you've spurred an optimism in this country that's setting records. Um, but you promised the American people in that campaign a, a year ago that you would deliver historic uh, tax cuts. Uh, and uh, it would be a middle-class miracle. And uh, in, in just a short period of time, that promise will be fulfilled. And, uh, and I just, uh, I'm deeply humbled as your Vice President to be able to be here. Because of your leadership, Mr. President, and because of the strong support of the leadership in the Congress of the United States, you're delivering on that middle-class miracle. Uh, you've actually got the Congress to do, as you said, what they couldn't do with ANWR for 40 years. You've got the Congress to do with, with tax cuts for working families and American businesses, what they haven't been able to do for 31 years. Uh, and you've got Congress uh, to do what they couldn't do for seven years in repealing the individual mandate in Obamacare. Uh, I know you would have me also acknowledge people around this table, Mr. President. I want to uh, thank the leaders in Congress once again. Uh, for their partnership in this. I want to thank your outstanding team, your Secretary of the Treasury, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, for Gary Cohen, for Ivanka Trump, for your great legislative team, all the members of this cabinet who partnered uh, to drive your vision forward over the past six months after you laid out that vision for tax reform. Uh, but mostly, Mr. President, I, I'll end where I began and just tell you, uh, I want to thank you, Mr. President. I want to thank you for uh, speaking on behalf of and fighting every day for the forgotten men and women of America. Because of your determination, because of your leadership, the forgotten men and women of America are forgotten no more, and we are making America great again. Thank you, thank you Mr. Very President. Nice. God bless I appreciate you. that. Thank you very much. Well, I also want to thank all of the members of the Cabinet, and uh, I think we have a fantastic team. And next year, we're going to go on to really some amazing things. We're going to — we're making ourselves very strong again. Right, General? We are, sir. Strong. He was not so happy that first week when I met him. He was saying, it's really depleted. Well, we're building it up rapidly, and we'll be at a level like never before. But uh, the members of the Cabinet, you've been outstanding. I like the message that Nikki sent yesterday at the United Nations for all of these nations that take our money and then they vote against us at the Security Council or they vote against us potentially at the Assembly. They take hundreds of millions of dollars and even billions of dollars and then they vote against us. Well, we're watching those votes. Let them vote against us. We'll save a lot. We don't care. But this isn't like it used to be where they could vote against you and then you pay them hundreds of millions of dollars and nobody knows what they're doing. So. Nikki, that was the right message that you and I agreed to be sent yesterday, and I've had a lot of good comment on it, believe me. People are tired of the United States, the people that live here are great citizens that love this country. They're tired of this country being taken advantage of, and we're not going to be taken advantage of any longer. Thank you very much. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. President Trump offering his thoughts on a variety of matters, including the tax reform plan passed by the Senate early this morning, being debated again by the House right now. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. 
ABC's Lana Zak is at the White House. Now, this tax bill does much beyond addressing just taxes. It also takes on the hallmark legislation of President Trump's predecessor. Lana, tell us about that. Yeah, the president saying that Obamacare is going to be repealed. Uh, he said specifically that Obamacare has been repealed in this bill and that they didn't want to talk about that uh, much in the run up to this because they were worried about the message that the media would send out. But now he is he is claiming victory not only for the tax bill, but also uh, by having this bill repeal the individual mandate crippling Obamacare, the, the signature legislative accomplishment of his predecessor, uh, and something that the Republican Congress was not able to do in previous votes. Uh, the president celebrating all of this as a big victory, and he also claims it's a big victory for jobs and for the middle class. That is something, of course, that the Democrats are disputing and continue to do so right now, Jim. ABC's Serena Marshall is on Capitol Hill. Serena, the president specifically thanked Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Speaker Paul Ryan for their support on this tax reform package. Does that mean he's making peace with so-called establishment Republicans? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He also praised them in his tweets. And that goes a long, long way from where the president was a couple months ago when he claimed he was deeply disappointed. And going back to that Obamacare claim, uh, you know, he said that it's been repealed in this bill and therefore it's basically gotten away from Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act in an entirety. But that's not really true. This is a slow dismantling, a stealthy erosion of the Affordable Care Act because they didn't have the votes to repeal it. But while we are going to see those people that don't necessarily need health insurance, possibly leave the market. The CBO estimates roughly 13 million fewer Americans will have health insurance in the next 10 years. Uh, You still have the expanded Medicaid. You still have those rules that protect people from being discriminated against with pre-existing conditions. And now with this uh, repeal of the individual mandate, Republicans own the Affordable Care Act. And when premiums go up, which they are expected to as the healthy members of the United States leave those exchanges, uh, they are going to have to come to terms and try and figure out a way to, to stabilize the marketplaces. For Alana Zak at the White House, Serena Marshall on Capitol Hill. I'm Jim Ryan. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. When breaking news changes the world, ABC News, accurate, credible, and unmatched. On Twitter, at ABC News Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.